Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. 329-1899, we're taking your calls on the phone. We are taking your uh, Twitter questions on the social medias at 1029 ESPN. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. We go to Terry, who's got the first question for us, uh, presumably about Cat or Grizz football, FCS quarterfinals in general. Hi, Terry, how you doing? Oh, real good, boys. How are you? Doing great, Terry. What's, what's your question, my man? I just want to know if you guys agree with my Grizz MVP for the season thus far. Ooh, who you got? Sir. Adam Wilson. <laughs> I, so, went, I went on a 20-minute rant yes, he did. about all of the people that I thought got jobbed Thanks in the Big Sky Conference. Thanks for the call the question, Terry, by the way. They got jobbed in the Big Sky Conference all-league stuff. And I thought, you know, I thought Bryce Sturk should have been a first-team guy. I thought Dalton Sneed should have been higher than honorable mention. Adam Wilson's name's not on the list. How? It's it's not possible that he's not on a first or second team list to say nothing of a third or honorable mention. Like it's, 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 it's almost as if half beyond the team, it's almost as if half or more of the teams that played Montana because Montana rarely, if ever, punted against them didn't like watch him. Every time he did punt, he's been lights out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I would not put him as team MVP for the record, but I would put him as most overlooked and highest perform he might be he might be highest performer at his position i mean that's uh, doing his job doing best doing his, his job the best you can do your job it's pretty good 329-1899 the call 329-1899 you got questions for us about cat or grizz football uh and especially about the playoffs as well you certainly can do that how about this from at Celtic Moose 33, would you rather face a rematch in the playoffs of a regular season foe that you had beat 
or that had beat you? Very good question, Coulter. You got to go play a team a second time, which we were saying to Montana, both do against each other. Would you rather be playing in that game against a team that you had lost the first time around or a team that you'd beaten the first time around? Lost. To me, the question is 98% lost. You're in a better situation, I think, just for a lot of reasons. And getting It's not about the game. It's about the prep for the game. It's about the week to get ready for the game. And when you get spanked the way that Weber State got spanked, I bet they had a pretty good week of practice. That would be my bet. The 2% where I, I say maybe better to win, when I analyze this game, my thought is this, Coulter. If Montana ends up ahead early, Let's say it's 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter. I think that the mental games really start to play in, in the Weber State psyche because you start to sit there and go, oh, wait, maybe this team really is just better than we are. And so I, I, I think, you know, normally throughout this season, Montana has been a kind of feel it out in the first quarter, 20 minutes of a game, and then has been just, I mean, unstoppable coming out of the break and in, in sort of the middle third of these football games. They've just been absolutely outstanding. The last five minutes of the first half and then coming in through the third quarter have been unbelievable. I think that the first quarter of this game is huge. Huge against Weber State for both teams. And I also contend that if it's close at the end of the first quarter, I think and I hope it will be close for the whole game. Could be wrong about that, but it is possible. <coughs> Uh, but I think that that Weber State needs to stay in and or be ahead of Montana in order to allow a, a level of confidence about playing Montana that shouldn't really exist. They should be angry. They should be ready to go. They should be fired up. I don't know. And, and they will be confident in virtue of them being a really good team. But I'm talking about confident against another team. Now... I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm coming at it the wrong angle. Maybe all these kids and their coaches are just superbly confident all the time. So maybe that goes out the window. But I think that's a big deal in this game. What do you think? I mean, I think that Weber State has been superbly confident against almost everybody that they've played. But I think that there's a at least a question as to what they perform like when they play a fellow physical team, a fellow yeah, team that likes to brawl and mix it up, and when they when it's when it's no question who is the tougher team, and the answer is, and the answer is Weber. Yeah, they've been great. They need to prove that when another team comes and hits them in the face, that they can fight back. They can't just be a first round knockout type of team. They have to be able to fight back. So, I agree. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting feeling out process in this game. Whoever seizes the momentum first, I don't know. It's not that's not necessarily going to be as as important as whoever can maintain the momentum for a long stretch. Sutel Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Uh, if you want to uh, give us a call, we're we're answering your questions about the FCS playoffs, about Cactus football in the quarterfinals. Three two nine one eight nine nine. The phone number three two nine eighteen ninety nine. The phone number. We also are answering your Twitter questions, uh, and so we will uh, take those. Uh, uh, at 1029 ESPN, we go again to uh, Twitter. At Shane Driscoll says, with a total both ways of travel of around 5,500 miles over the eight days leading up to the game and an extra short week, no first round by, an altitude 
altitude kicker. Does AP run out of gas, that being Austin P, uh, before the end of the game in Bozeman? I think it's a really good question because I think there's a lot of factors that are not about football on the field that work against Austin P in this game. You're talking about a night game in a cold weather climate that you're not accustomed to, a short week of preparation, which is short for both teams, but not having the bye week. And they went from effectively Nashville, Clarksville, just north of Nashville, Tennessee, to Sacramento, California, and back, and then now to Bozeman, Montana, uh, as as Shane, thank you for doing the legwork. By the way, fifty five hundred miles total, right there in less than a week's time that they had to 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 make that travel and play, in, you know, in six days. I I think that matters. I think that matters tomorrow night in Bozeman. I don't know how much. I don't know how big of an influence it'll be. I think Austin P's a really good football team, and I think they're a good matchup for Montana State. Frankly, I mean, what they do. I think both these teams will be strength on strength. Uh, and so, you know, we'll see. I got I like Montana State in this football game. I really do. Part of my like of Montana State is that is all of those factors combined for Austin P. Where we saw Maine do this last year, man. Maine went to Ogden and hammered Weber State. Yep, and then had to come back to went Easter. back to Maine and then tr- went to Cheney and got whooped, got flat whooped, and that it was two completely different football teams and. There's certainly many factors going in there. One of those, though, is just the constant back and forth of travel. I mean, you watch NFL teams. You're an East Coast team. You got back-to-back games. You got to go play in L.A. and then Oakland. They just stay in California sometimes, right, Colter? They just, hey, forget it. We're here for the week. It's all good. The I thought that for, two, two things here. First, we had Mark Hudspeth, head coach of Austin P on the show on Monday. And... <laughs> I think that there's just a complete lack of knowledge of what they're getting into. I think when you're coming across the country from Clarksville, Tennessee to Sacramento, California, it's pretty easy to know all the lay of the land in Sacramento, even if you've never stepped foot in California's capital. It's an enormous city, an enormous metropolitan area, and it's the capital of the largest state in the United States of America. Well, not the largest. The most populous. There you go. The That's a lot different than Bozeman, Montana. What? And it's not as if the, the it's not as if the internet doesn't exist in Montucky or whatever. But right. but these guys, he made a comment that made me realize that he doesn't have any idea what they're getting into. They're staying in Big Sky, and he said, "Oh, we're staying in a little town about thirty miles outside of town." Okay, you can stay in Three Forks, which is thirty miles out of Bozeman, or you can stay up Big Sky Canyon, up the Gallatin River Gorge, like. This is not an easy drive. This is not a, we're going 60, so it's going to take us 30 minutes. In a bus, it's going to take them 45 to an hour or more. Yes, or more, especially if it's bad. And if you get snowed yeah. in or if it's icy, <laughs> and that's like, seriously, I think that, that that little highway has more deaths per capita than almost any, it's one of the five most deadly highways in the United States of America. Yeah, well, it's narrow, it's along the water, and in the winter when people are going out to ski and it's everything. It's dark because so. the way the mountain is, yeah. it never really melts. I, mean, I used to work up there. That It was a nightmare driving up there all the time. I just think that they, they don't really know what they're getting into. And then you have this team from Clarksville, Tennessee that's going to be in Big Sky, which is like Mars. I mean, where, with the, the expansion that Big Sky's had and what is up there, I mean, it is, you're a world away even from Montana. Yeah. And you're only 45 minutes from Bozeman. So even that I thought was telling. Um, but the other factor is that last week, Mark Huspin said this. I mean, he's a riverboat gambler. You could tell, listening to him talk. But he was like, Boys, I was not about to get on the plane and fly 2,200 miles and not lay all my chips on the table. I was going all in first quarter. Yeah. And they did. They went all in first quarter. They had, had, like, you can't really call a lot of this fly sweep stuff now 
trick plays because they run it pretty prevalently, but they pulled out all stops. They showed every element of their run game in the first drive, and then they get an onside kick, and now they're up 21-0. I just don't think you're going to be able to shock Montana State yeah. like that. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. All right, we're taking your questions, your calls, your tweets at 1029 ESPN uh, about uh, this weekend and these games. We go back to the phones. We welcome in Pat to the show. Hi, Pat. What you got? Oh, guys, just uh, wondering how what you think about Northern Iowa and James Madison. I used to get to see Madison a couple times this year, and I didn't. And I'm just hoping for the angle that maybe Northern Iowa has a shot. Uh. If you hope for that angle, you've called the wrong show, I'm afraid, Pat. I'm sorry. Uh, I, 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 Northern Iowa, the fact that they, they play great defense this year. They've been outstanding. And South Dakota State had 10, it was up 10 nothing about, I don't know, 7, 8, maybe 10 minutes into the first quarter of that game. Did not score another point. And Northern Iowa, who, by the way, lost bad to South Dakota State the first time they played three weeks ago. One thirteen to ten. James Madison, though, is a whole different animal. South Dakota State, by the way, did, did not have their starting quarterback. They haven't had him for the last five weeks or so. Uh, but James Madison is as athletic as it gets, uh, and they they simply roll. And Northern Iowa, it's hard to call them an upstart, but they're them making the quarterfinal is is really good for them this year because of yeah, where they've they finished been. finished the season as the number six team in the polls. They were the one team that kind of got jobbed in the seeding, mm-hmm. but it came mm-hmm. down to their head-to-head with South Dakota State, and then they proved that they probably deserve the seed over South Dakota State. They are, by the way, relatively healthy. They're missing one, their their number one wide receiver, but that's about it. I, I think, you know, let's put it like this. In order for this game to be competitive... It has to be a low-scoring game. Has to be. They have to find a way to slow down James Madison. I just don't think. I mean, you got to go all the way over there to Central Virginia. You know, it's a, you know this this thing cuts both ways. I realize from Iowa, it's not as far. It's still quite a ways. And try and and try and deal with JMU uh, on their home field. By the way, the JMU home games, big time atmosphere, man. I mean, it's a full. Fully enclosed, almost fully enclosed. I mean, there's a couple open corners, but it's a it's a full stadium, multiple levels, uh, and and it is uh, it's awesome. It's a great game day locale, and they're going to be loaded up for the quarterfinals of that game. I just think James Madison is uh, they're just better than Northern Iowa is. 
you know, and I expect them to win and probably win handily. They're a 19-point favorite, by the way, if you are if you put any stock into that sort of thing. Northern Iowa has good lines, and they actually have arguably a great offensive line. Uh, but James Madison, I mean, James Madison has the best pair of defensive ends in the FCS, including Rondell Carter, who's a finalist for the Buck Buchanan right. Award. But they had two guys on the 25-person t- list that both played defensive end. They also got Ben DiNucci, who's a drop-down from Pitt playing quarterback. He was the Co- Colonial Athletic Association uh, Offensive Player of the Year. And, they, did, I mean, they've done a better job of navigating and nailing the transfers that are available in their area than any other team in the FCS, period. And it's why they've been able to go through multiple coaching changes and yeah. still be able to maintain b- being nationally elite. But that said, in the playoffs, you just never know, man. You never know what the, what the effect that momentum will have and the effect that I mean, it, sometimes teams just don't show up to play. I mean, right. I think that Austin P really, they jumped all over Sac State, but also Sac State just didn't show up. You never know what's, that's going to happen. If you want um, you know, the best I can give you on this, if you're rooting for Northern Iowa, it's this. Mark Farley is unflappable. He's been at this school for close, I mean, high teens of seasons, but the club coming up on 20 years. And he's been hugely successful at Northern Iowa. He will be unflappable and unfazed by James Madison and presumably have his team ready to go. He's been in this position many times before. And I would also say this, an upset of you and I over James Madison is far more likely than an upset of North Dakota State by Illinois State. Mm, interesting. Far more. I mean, Illinois State was number seven in the country before their quarterback went down. And their quarterback went down. Yeah, Illinois State can rush the passer, though. That's going to be really interesting, But because no one has been able to get to Trey Lance. What is the year. only way Illinois State can move the football? Running the ball currently. Robinson has gained five hundred over 500 yards the last yeah. two games. He's also carried the ball close to 70 times. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think more than 70 times mm-hmm. these last two games. Good luck. Totally. Good luck. That's all I'm saying there. I wish you the best. My hat's off to you. Wouldn't want to be you going into Fargo if you're carrying that load. Uh, okay, uh, 329-1899. Pat, thanks for the call. 329-1899. Uh, if you have a call, you got a question uh, about uh, uh, the games over, well, any of the quarterfinal games, Montana, Montana State, but hey, we could do the other stuff as well. 329-1899. By the way, FCS Speculators, a betting podcast, it's out right now. You can go listen uh, uh, to that and get a bunch of insight. we got a bunch of guests on there from uh, guys around the country who cover schools that are playing in these quarterfinal games that are not Montana and Montana State, so you can get some insight from uh, some folks who really know the teams really well uh, and and uh, and check that out as well if you'd like to. But 329-1899, we'll take your calls there. Also on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN uh, is uh, where you go on the uh, social medias to ask questions. We go back to the Twitter feed at J underscore Fulch. What's the key to Montana beating Weber this week? And I appreciate this. uh, Multiple choice questions. Is it Sneed's health? uh, Marcus Knight's run game? Special teams forcing turnovers again? O-line. Those are the four options, the four keys. My my answer is probably none of the above, and I'll tell you what I think it might be. But of those four, to me unequivocally, it's Snead's health. Snead, when he is right, as we saw on Saturday, it can be as good as it gets. I mean, he's, he's a, a national type of level quarterback uh, in the FCS. He took what he he took no sacks, but he did get hit and tackled a couple times when he was running. And on one of those in particular, 
it took him some time, and he was clearly in discomfort standing back up again on that on that ankle. And th- I think that wondering how, again, a, a high ankle sprain, we know what it is, man. It's like as soon as it gets tweaked, you digress significantly potentially from what, you know, from the recovery standpoint of things. He, he played almost a perfectly clean game in terms of not being tackled, not being hit. The offensive line did an outstanding job, but it wasn't, it wasn't completely perfect, and he is going to have to recover yet again. If he is able-bodied and ready to go, it's massive for the Montana Grizzlies, and, and his performance is going to be key to this game. All those other things are, are obviously significant, but Marcus Knight, he does what he does, man. Give him the football, his score, a touchdown. Maybe four. Head, 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 maybe four. Head back over the side. So, I mean, it's not even that it's not important as much as I think it's a much more, it's much been much more stable throughout the course of the season. Marcus Knight, the offensive line, somewhat the same. Special teams slash turnovers, obviously, is always a huge deal. But I, I think the X factor of those four things is Dalton Sneed. Yeah, Marcus Knight, what this season means from a historical context and what this accomplishment is of him scoring 25 touchdowns is going to be so interesting to remember years from now because Marcus Knight's like the finisher, and he's had a, a good season, but it, he's been a cog and the scoring cog in an absolutely prolific offense, mm-hmm. but so many of his touchdowns, I mean... Marcus Knight has four touchdowns where Mitch Roberts got tackled inside the five-yard line. Right. And Mitch Roberts scored his first touchdown last week. And I was looking through all the stats, and I'm like, that's really his first touchdown? How is that it's possible? Because he's yeah. gotten caught on the two, not even caught. Like, he always makes those great diving catches, and then yeah. he rolls, and then he gets touched, and he's that's like three yards out, Marcus Knight touchdown. Yeah. So Marcus Knight's been able to hawk a lot. And that's no, I mean, he deserves all sorts of credit. He's got nose for the end zone. It's going to be interesting to remember that this season in a historical context because, uh, where where is he all time? All second? Oh, no, he's first. Is he first? He broke Chase Reynolds' all time record last. It's amazing. Week. It's amazing, and it also seems like sort of sacrilegious in the history of Grizz football. I love Marcus Knight, but like to have a sophomore junior college transfer steal the record from one of the greatest running backs in school history. Well, he the offense doesn't isn't predicated on him, right? And as as it has been for many of the great running backs yeah. that have come through. Yeah. So here, my 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 to answer Jay Fulch's question, I think it's more important than any other factor not uh, Sneed's I think Sneed's health is definitely important but just to not let Weber State's greatest personnel advantage and this time of year that's going to be your greatest advantage in a playoff game Montana took advantage of their greatest personnel advantage last week Samari Toure on the outside Weber's greatest personnel advantage is on the defensive line you just can't let those guys get rolling and that's going to come down to situations more than performance Mm. third and longs is when Adam Rodriguez and Jonah Williams feast you just got to avoid third and longs so all the factors that go into that from Sneed's accuracy and health to the offensive line performance to Marcus Knight are going to all help mitigate the performance of Weaver's defensive line. Um, by the way, I said I, I didn't think it was any of those ultimately. What I think it is, between the ears, it is it is about which team is able to handle the emotion of the moment for Weaver State from a you know retributive standpoint coming in with something like vengeance on their minds in addition to a big playoff game, and Montana rolling with the confidence of having done this before and being able to capitalize on that, which team can do that, can use that in the most positive way, I think ends up winning the football game. Uh, last question for you. We appreciate everybody that's called all the Twitter folks. This is from at Mike underscore NYS. He says, as an MSU Giad working in a Missoula surrounded by Grizz, 
Tomorrow is ugly sweater day at our office. Do I wear a Grizz shirt as an ugly sweater, or I do, a, or do I wear Bobcat gear and be told that it's ugly? It's a very difficult conundrum. You got a Bobcat fan in Missoula, Coulter, going to ugly sweater day. I love the concept, by the way, because it's kind of a win-win. In either case, it's ugly. The Grizz shirt ugly to you wearing it as a cat fan, or the cat stuff ugly to everybody else that you're with if you're in Missoula. My offering here, go full blue and yellow. Full. Go as Get as catty as you can get and roll in, man. You know, plus you don't want to be, you want to go against yourself. You know what I mean? Nobody's going to get it if you go in Grizz gear. I mean, maybe they know you're a cat fan, so then you could say, okay, you know, this is the ugly sweater. I get the irony of it. I don't know. Fire some people up. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good evening, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here is some sports news for you. Dante Olson, Montana's all-time All-American senior inside linebacker, was named one of three finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award earlier this week. The Medford, Oregon native finished as a runner-up to Zach Hall of SEMO last year. The Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year this year has piled up a UM record 165 tackles, including 11 TFLs. He's a finalist along with Nichols defensive end Sully Leish and James Madison defensive end Rondell Carter. The winner of the award will be announced in Frisco, Texas next month, leading up to the FCS National Championship game. Olsen and the Grizzlies need two more wins to advance to the title game for the first time since 2009. New coaches in the Big Sky Conference. Northern Colorado hired Denver former Denver Broncos receiver Ed McCaffrey right before this show started. He's currently the head coach at Valor Christian High School in Highland, Highlands Ranch, just north of Denver. And also Eastern Washington, former Eastern Washington head coach Bo Baldwin, named the head coach at Cal Poly. Baldwin led the Eagles to six playoff appearances, five Big Sky titles, four semifinal berths, and the 2010 national title in his nine seasons with the Eagles. Sacramento State head coach Troy Taylor won the Eddie Robinson Award on Thursday as the FCS National Coach of the Year. He was the Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year as well. He led Sac State to a 9-4 and record that included the program's first Big Sky title and first appearance in the FCS playoffs. Yes, it's football season. Yes, it's quarterfinal football in the FCS tomorrow. But guess what? It's basketball season, too. Howdy. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. 
We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Celia, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. And it is time now for... Our prep extra segment, it's presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907. And Coulter High School hoops are getting going. The end of uh, last season, Bozeman finished on top after beating Hellgate in a thrilling double-A state championship game. Overtime ended at the buzzer. Uh, it, it ended at the buzzer, and it ended all, like on a full-court play with a couple of passes and like a deflection with four seconds to go to lay it in for the game winner as time expired. And, uh, unbelievable. Uh, here's some numbers for you. Uh, by the way, Billings West uh, was uh, third last year at the end of the year. 38 and a half. That's how many points combined Raleigh Wooster and Kamala Rant scored last year during the regular season. Uh, they are now teammates at Hellgate for the first time. Lawrence was formerly at Big Sky High School. So Open enrollment, baby. Yep, the open enrollment deal. Obviously, as we know, Raleigh Wooster was committed to go to the uh, you know verbal commitment from a very, you know, coming out of his freshman year of, of high right. school to go to uh, play basketball at the University of Montana. And then as he, uh, you know, progressed through his career, a bunch of different offers came in for basketball and football, and he ultimately decommitted and has now recommitted to Utah State to play for the Aggies. Signed, uh, still delivered, so that's official. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, right. That's That one's, you know, the, the verbal commitments are are simply acknowledgments. They're not binding in any way. It's when you sign your NLI that you... Uh, are actually, you know, committed to go to a place, and he has done that for Utah State. So, uh, Raleigh Wooster, his final season, led, uh, by the way, Hellgate to uh, their breakthrough win last year and a back-to-back wins, and then opened the season 3-0, and the Hellgate Knights, and uh, got a little tougher sledding down the stretch, but the football team uh, more successful than they've been in a long time with Raleigh Wooster playing quarterback and now obviously back on the hardwood where he is probably at his best. Yeah, I think that uh, this year in football it was interesting because I think when you have when you know you're going to play basketball at the next level, I think that it probably impacts your performance mentally just because you're trying to take care of yourself physically. And you, you, especially if you're a guy that's playing football but going to play basketball, you don't yeah. ever want to hinder yourself. But it'll be great to see Raleigh Wooster compete one more time on the hardwood in Montana. It's been a long time since there was a reigning Gatorade Player of the Year that still had a season left. No so doubt. That'll be fun. Another thing I want to talk about, Coulter, from a high school standpoint, everybody's been making, you know, a lot has been made and talked about about the new Gallatin High School that's coming on board yep. next year. And and for good reason. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. But I feel like this it, is, it has flown so far under the radar that Belgrade was upgraded to Double A this season and is a new participant in Double A athletics. And they were they had a very tough football season their first year in Double A. Maybe not that surprising. They were four and sixteen in boys basketball a year ago. We'll be playing now the Double A level, but this is I mean this is significant that you know as uh, the Bozeman area is now going to be a three high three Double A high school city, and Belgrade in particular just hasn't really. I don't. I feel like they've been sort of overlooked. That it was not really paid that much attention to. That they actually, in, you know, upgraded their classification this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all rolls around. They they were, you know, it, it's impact. Belgrade was so good uh, in boys and girls soccer, volleyball, and softball when they're in the class A level. It makes sense because they're a Class A town that's six miles from a Double A town. Yeah, and and you need, 
I mean, like the girls from Belgrade are playing in the like with Bozeman softball leagues. It's not like you're in Lewistown where you have no one around. So right. that makes sense. But you know, you could see their move to Double A really impacting it. But they've been. They have been good in football. I mean, Eric Kinnaman, former Bobcats, the head coach there in football, and they, you know they had a good run there when they had um, Brayden Conkle and Derek Marks and Matt Tebow, and they had several guys that went on to play D1 football. But uh, it's going to be a tough transition because I think that there's just a lot of different reasons why. You know, you think okay, they're the they're the newest Double A school, so they must be the smallest. I don't think that's the case actually. I think that two of the Missoula schools are still smaller yes, than Belgrade. Right. I mean, there's a there's a it is a big community. If you get priced out of Bozeman, which is easy to do if you are alive and have only two jobs, you need three or four jobs to live in Bozeman, I think. Uh, Belgrade's the place to be, you know, and it's a, a, a great community, but it's grown hugely uh, recently. So it's, you know, they, they uh, it's not a matter of population, I think, in a lot of instances there, but it is certainly, um, oh, it, it itself is a relatively... If I can say this, a new community insofar as the membership of it, you know, there's not 8,000 people in Belgrade, you know, and so it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of new folks, a lot of new faces, a lot of new kids. So, uh, it's, uh, it'll, it'll take some time, but, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's good that they're there. And I like the symmetry of having 16 teams in double A, full eight on the East, full eight on the West and let's go play. Uh, that is good. There you go. That is our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Hey, how are you going to finance Christmas this year? It's coming up. You know that, right? We're like less than two weeks from Christmas. What's up? Crazy. Uh, forget the high interest credit cards. Go get a holiday loan at Farmer State Bank. You can count on fast approval times, low interest, and easy payments. OAC credit card. Bad way to go. You're going to pay a lot in interest. Get a low interest holiday loan from Farmer State Bank. Take a quick break. We'll come back. Hey, NFL Week 15 starts tonight. We'll do a couple picks against the spread. We'll send some lucky winner to Katie O'Keefe's with a $25 tab on us, and uh, we'll have ourselves a little bit of fun. Also, want to remind everybody, tomorrow, tomorrow, to tell the one is live from Bozeman, Montana, the Rockin' R Bar. Watching us out there on SWX Montana Television, maybe on the YouTube in the Bozeman area. Maybe you're wherever you are in the state and you're headed to Bozeman for the game tomorrow. You know, from Helena and Three Forks and all points everywhere. Three Forks isn't that far away, but maybe you are going from Three Forks. Who knows? Billings, come to the Rock and R Bar. Mm-hmm. Hang out. Enjoy a little bit of pregame festivities, maybe a beverage or two, something to eat, and uh, maybe some swag. You know, Coulter will be there. Tucker will be there. We'll see See, we got if we're in two locations or one, but uh, we'll be at the Rock and R Bar tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait! It's uh, Rock and R Bar is one of the great Bobcat establishments in the state of Montana. So appreciate Mike Hope and the boys for supporting us and letting us do the broadcast from there. Always love doing remotes from new venues, and uh, so come see me. Maybe come see us, but definitely come see me four to six tomorrow, and we'll get you all primed up. We got sound from Jeff Choate. We got uh, former. Austin P head coach Will Healy coming on the show. So we have a yep. lot of different avenues to preview this Montana State Austin P game, but the lone playoff game in the state of Montana. So two Telenoirs will be there at the Rock and R Bar downtown Bozeman. Picks against the spread, NFL style next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and 
secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. What's, uh, oh yeah, okay, yes, yes. And also listen to the FCS Speculators, a betting podcast. It is, after all, the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. This is a big one. You want to be involved in what's going on? Montana at Weber State, Austin P at Montana State, and then North Dakota State and James Madison victories. <laughs> Just calling my shot there. Hmm. Uh, go ahead. Check it out. The uh, FCS Speculators podcast. Go uh, go give it a listen. Colter tonight. Great football game. The New York Jets. One of the bottom dwellers on the road at the best team in the NFL, Baltimore Ravens, for Thursday night football. I am looking forward to this very much. Are you ready, Coulter? Oh, by the way, it's brought to us by Katie O'Keefe. We're going to give you a $25 bar tab that Katie O'Keefe's the end of this thing, so stick with us. The Ravens are a 17-point favorite at home against the Jets tonight, Coulter. That's a big number. Even by new age NFL standards, 17-point underdog, that's a big. That's a lot to be down by for an NFL team, it seems to me. Do you sit Lamar Jackson? No. Really? Yes. Really. I mean, why? Do you consider it? No. In week 15? They, have, they haven't even sewn up the, the conference yet. I understand. No. You're playing the Jets. No. No, that's asinine. That's that is that is that's absurd to the hilt. <laughs> You're an NFL football team or an NFL football player. You go play and you go win football games as long as you possibly can, and that's all. That's it. There's no questions. You don't think about it. So, the, a win tonight for Baltimore, they will clinch the uh, NFC. Excuse me, the AFC North. And they obviously are still trying to keep pace with New England in the AFC in general. But as a 17-point favorite, the Jets, by the way, are 5-6. and six. They are 1-5 and five on the road. But they've been okay. Obviously, when 7, or excuse me, 5-8. and eight. The 8 looks like a 6, though. I mean, mm. it's close. Far be it from me to teach my daughter numbers. They've won four of their last five, though. Granted, the wins have been against the Giants, Redskins, Raiders, and Dolphins. And then they did lose... To the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the one lo- their one loss in that stretch Ouch. to the Bengals. In any case, it hasn't exactly been murderers row, but they have looked better. And remember all the losses they racked up early in the season were without Sam Darnold. They didn't have Sam Darnold playing. So anyway, I, is uh, the only thing I don't know about this game, is Le'Veon Bell back? Did he get done bowling? Can he play football now? <laughs> okay, Le'Veon Bell is back, says David, our producer. So... I think I like the Jets here to cover the 17. Uh, now, 
Baltimore's great. Give me the Ravens. Give me the Ravens. Give me the 17 points. I don't care about it. Jamal Adams, uh, the New York Jets' best player, in my opinion. Quinn Williams, the kid out of Alabama, yep. uh, first-round draft pick, they're both out. Yep. Who else does the New York Jets have? I guess they got Le'Veon Bell, but not much else. Why wouldn't you play if you were Lamar Jackson? Go roll up another 7,000 yards today. He needs 22 yards to break Michael Vick's 2006 record for most rushing yards in a single season by an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. He currently has 1,017. Only the second guy to ever do that. Second yeah, season by a quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, uh, it's been a uh, wood, I would say, pretty good. So are you on the Ravens, too, then, tonight? I'm on the Ravens, Okay. Yep. Tomorrow... Eight in a row for the Ravens, by the way. couple of uh, rivalry games here. Uh, Denver is at Kansas City. The Chiefs are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite coming off their win in Foxborough uh, last week. Uh... If you remember, I think it was week five, Coulter, maybe it was even week six, that Denver was on a two-game win streak and Kansas City was on a two-game losing streak, and it was a situation where if Denver could win the game against Kansas City, they would be one game back and right there for the division and everything out in front of them. And they had, quote-unquote, the momentum and all that, and they got waxed. I mean, they got beat down in Denver by the, by the Kansas City Chiefs the first time around. I think this game is closer how good has Drew Locke looked? I mean, this is remarkable for Denver. This kid comes off of IR. He's their second-round draft pick, and all of a sudden, you know, look out. And you always say, hey, before there's any film on a guy, he can play pretty well, so maybe this is another game where he plays pretty well. I think Kansas City wins this football game, though. Kansas City, nine-and-a-half-point favorite. I think I'm still on the Chiefs to cover this thing by 10 or more. Mm. See, I think the Broncos will cover. I think the Chiefs okay. will win, but I think that the – Influx of energy that Drew Locke provided last week. I mean, they looked they looked good for the first time in a long time yeah. last week. The Texans are the most bipolar team in the no league. No doubt, they're so strange. I just don't get it. They no should doubt. be better. Yep. They're not. It's weird. I mean, part of that has to be on their coach, right? I mean, yeah, he's a volatile guy, and they're a volatile I mean, I, team. I, I don't know if he is volatile. I think he's just always sort of curmudgeonly. But I mean, that's sort that's of neither here nor there. All the words you have to, you could actually use to describe Bill O'Brien, or you can't say on the radio. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think it's. I mean, I think he's fine. I just think, yeah, they're not. They are not consistent. Got the and that's the problem. Uh, how about this? The Fox late game. The Los Angeles Rams are headed to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Rams, who were just coming off a huge win over Seattle, by the way, but have not been the team that a lot of people thought they would be. And Dallas, perhaps the biggest underachiever of the year so far. Still going to win the division. Um, the Rams are a one-point favorite on the road in Big D. I, I, I can't for the life of me figure this out. This is the Rams all day long. As far as I'm concerned, I mean it's it's not clear to me that Dallas players care that Jason Garrett is the head coach, and it's not. I mean, the fact that they're tied for the division league is the only reason that I sit here and think they're still even trying to play football in Dallas right now. Right. This this is bad all day, and the Rams I think are invigorated because of that win, and I think still feel like they got a ton to prove they're defending Super Bowl representatives of the NFC. So I I, I think they're going to win this football game pretty handily because I think these two teams, Dallas has been losing two teams that are not as good as them. The Rams are equals of Dallas talent-wise. I think these two teams are actually very similar. So I, in that respect, I think the one-point thing is probably accurate. But the way these two teams are going... 
what has Dallas done to instill any confidence in anybody? None. So I got the Rams until further notice. I got everybody that Dallas is playing against. Cooper Cup's return to full health has been uh, even more impactful than I thought it was going to be for the Rams. They really struggled early because they just weren't running the ball with the same uh, productivity as they were last year. And they've adjusted. They've figured it out. They've looked better, at least, recently. So, um, I, I agree. I'm, I'm the, I got the Rams all day. The fact of the matter is that the Cowboys can't fire their coach because they still might win the division. But also, the rest of the division stinks so bad that they're not putting any pressure on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are losing and still in first. They've lost three in a row. They're still in first. I mean, Philadelphia pulled it out of the fire uh, on Monday night in overtime just, just to get just to exactly against a two win football Eli Manning. Now Eli is going to be terrible. He's going to be below five hundred for his career terrible. just because he's getting thrown out there when he shouldn't be on an awful team. That's not. It's not even his fault anymore. Um. Let's go to uh, the game of the day Sunday. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It is the Green Bay Packers hosting the Chicago Bears. The Bears are 7-6 and six, uh, on the season. The Green Bay Packers are 10-3. and three. The Packers came off a very, I don't know, uh, how would I call it, an uninspiring win, but a win nonetheless over Washington. Uh, but Green Bay 10-3. The, Minis- the Minnesota Vikings there at 9-4. and four. And don't look now, but the Chicago Bears, who were 4-6, and six, are now seven and six, have won their last three, including a get right game against Dallas, where Mitchell Trubisky looked like, oh, look at all of a sudden he's running around, he's throwing the football, he looks like a real dude out there playing playing ball. So Green Bay at ten and three is a four and a half point favorite. I don't know I don't know that there's a ten win team or better in the league. And I'm gonna sound like such a fan here that I'm I'm more wary of than Green Bay. I mean, mm. Green Bay, look, if you've got 10 wins and it's week 15, you're a good football team, period. That's it. And Green Bay is a good football team. They also, they 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 aren't overwhelming ever. Like, they don't, they don't just go out well, there and roll only, teams. It's because they've only actually beat two good teams this year. Like, it depends on if you think the Bears are good or not. Because they beat the Bears the first game of the year. They beat the Vikings. That's a good win. They beat the Chiefs. Other than that, their wins are just against teams that aren't that good. And then they lost to the Niners handily. That's right. They lost to the Eagles, who aren't good. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, their schedule, you you have reason to have trepidation. Yeah. Because their schedule just has been pretty soft. They do finish out with all divisional opponents. They go Bears, Vikings, Lions to finish the season. And they're probably going to, I mean, they're certainly going to be, you'd think, at least 11, if not 12, or even 13 wins. I mean, they could they could run the table and do it. This is, though, a big game for Green Bay because with a win against Minnesota, you, you, you almost have two games to play with because they're a game ahead as well, so they have the tiebreak. But you don't want to lose this game to Chicago, have Minnesota potentially win, on Sunday, and then face them with the same record in Minnesota, which would then be for the division lead. Like if you go into Minnesota and you have uh, the the you know the head to head already and are a game up, it's a much more comfortable scenario for the Green Bay Packers. So this becomes a big game, and it's also big because Chicago is playing better. I mean, here's the thing: Chicago 
I said Dallas is as under underwhelming or underperforming. Chicago's right there too. I mean, this defense, they get Khalil Mack, they're supposed to have Nagy, this, you know, offensive guy, and their offense looked like maybe the worst in the league for the middle stretch of this season. Oh, buddy. I mean, it was it was painful. And they were I mean, it was it was embarrassing. Now all of a sudden, they get some things going. They get rolling a little bit. And so this is a team that is dangerous. Again, so, okay, it's against the spread. Green Bay, four-and-a-half-point favorite, is at in, in Lambeau. To Lambeau? Lambeau Field. I mean, got? I, just, I would pick this game based on who's home pretty much exclusively. So yeah. I got the Packers. Here's the thing, man. For Even when the Bears have been better than the Packers or, you know, been favored, Green Bay... Just owns Chicago. Owns them. They just in wait, the last wait. in the last I don't know eight years. I think they've lost the Bears once or twice. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So yeah, okay, I'm going to take Green Bay. Shocker. Uh, there you go. It's our picks against the spread. Thanks to Katie O'Keefe's. We want to hook you up. You want to have yourself a nice Sunday? Give us a call right now. Three two nine one eight nine nine. Three two nine eighteen ninety nine. First caller. You got yourself a $25 bar tab to KDO Keeps. Great spot to go watch all kinds of games. A newly expanded space. You walk in there, they got all kinds of games, board games, darts, pool. You can sit there and watch all the games and cover it. And you can bring whatever food you want in there as well. Order food in, bring it in with you, whatever you want to do. And then you can have some drinks while you're sitting there and have them on us. 329-1899 down there at KDO Keeps in the Stevens Shopping Center. Great place. Watch Monday Night Football down there last this this week, actually. Outstanding. Uh, boys and girls, it's been a fun Thursday show. Thanks for everybody's participation today, asking questions and whatnot. We enjoyed that very much. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.